freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Hey, everybody, welcome to episode number 235 of Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. I am one of your hosts, Cheryl Todd. And I'm the other guy, Dan Todd. Our guest today is John Anderson. John is a host of Get Off My Lawn podcast. John is, and his guests discuss various topics re- relevant to guns and our Second Amendment rights, as well as other non-gun-related topics that are important to the host. The goal of the show is to not only offer great information, but to make the listeners and viewers think and seek out more information in order to form one's own opinion. Can you imagine in today's day and age? Uh, The podcast, Get Off My Lawn, is a live stream each Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Central Time. And I have been fortunate enough to be a guest of John's before I even got a chance to bring him on. So (laughs) welcome to the show, John. Thank you for inviting me on to to your podcast. Yours is uh, just a little bit bigger than than mine is as far as reach goes so uh it's, it's kind of odd to to not sit in the driver's seat on one of these just so you know i will do my honest best to not take over your show today <laughs> john you mentioned in uh in the topic here that uh the word think that's kind of a rare deal now isn't it it do seems to be that? it yeah. seems to be quite rare and um and and it's one of those things where when i look at the world today and i look at just people around me. I look at social media. Um, and it's not only people that, that have opposing viewpoints to mine. Some of them are really near and dear friends, but I see things that come through social media that I can tell all they did was click repost or share or whatever it was. They didn't think about it. They didn't fact check it. They didn't research it. They don't even know maybe necessarily all of the nuance behind it or the, the context. And so I just want people to, to think a little bit and if you're going to talk about something, that's fine. If you don't know what you're talking about, that's also fine. I just want you to admit to that and ask questions and come up with your own opinions. Uh, it doesn't matter which side of, of a debate one is on. There is way too much of just repeating what you heard in the last debate or what you heard on the news or what you saw, read on Facebook or, or Twitter, whatever it was. Boy, you you said a mouthful there. It's so true. And, you know, finding ways to uh, interact with the information that comes our way instead of just kind of, you know, I always have this vision in my mind of like a baby bird who's just like, you know, peep, peep, peep. And, and, you know, this pre-chewed, partially digested. Don't talk about your eating habits (laughs) on the radio. Come on. But the pre-chewed, partially digested um, stuff that we call news nowadays is just really just so opinion-based and so emotion-laden that for us to just let it enter our minds unchecked is completely irresponsible. And so anybody that is helping remind people, as you are with your show and your guests, to take that responsibility seriously and to critically think and and banter and debate and interact uh, with information that is so valuable and so important. And uh, I just I'm excited for for all the topics you have on your show and all the people I see you bring on. Um, and so I just want to talk about that. Like, where did the idea of get off my lawn come from? Uh, and, and great name, by the way, because those of us that are about the, you know, the, the shall not be infringed life, you know, it kind of, there you go, 
Constitution, Bill of Rights, uh, it kind of goes in line with that. You know, it's like, look, it's we already have the that is what actually the Bill of Rights is. The Bill of it Rights is. is our founding fathers saying, get off our lawn. You don't have any say on this side of the fence, government. That's, that's exactly what it is. Yes. <laughs> uh, the name for the podcast actually is a rebrand. We've been doing a, a live podcast on Tuesdays at nine central time for a couple of years now. The original podcast was just called Two A Tuesday. And it was great because we could talk a lot of, about a lot of gun related things and Second Amendment related things. But there are other topics that I want to get into. And sometimes they're not um, gun related. And sometimes they're, they're not within people's comfort zones to, to even think about some of these topics. We've talked about abortion and we've talked about discrimination and things like that before. And so everything that I do isn't gun related in life. Everything that I do isn't gun related online. And so after about a year of having Two Way Tuesday, we just rebranded. And uh, I couldn't think of a, a better name for the rebrand of the podcast than the Get Off My Lawn podcast. And it's one of those deals where, I mean, I, I try to be a nice guy. You know, I've, I've got a day job. This is a hobby of mine. Maybe one day I'll turn that into uh, a paying job, but I, I don't know that that's going to happen ever, which is fine if it doesn't. It's what I love to do. And it it keeps me out of trouble sometimes. It gets me into trouble sometimes. <laughs> um, but um, as far as just dealing with people, I, I work in a retail environment, you know, for my day job. And then my wife and I also have a DJ company uh, that we do, you know, a lot of wedding dances and kind of any event that needs a DJ. We specialize in weddings on the weekends. And so no matter what I do, I'm, I'm around people, I'm dealing with people, and I'm people pleasing, which is my nature, but it's also at the end of the week, it can be really draining. And sometimes I just get home at the end of the day and I'm done peopling. I don't want to talk to people. I don't want to deal with people. Um, I'll deal with a couple people that are, you know, obviously my wife, um, a couple of close friends, if we're going to do supper or something like that, I'm, I'm okay with it. But just to, to go back out into a crowd of people after some of these days, I just want to stay home and, and just do my own thing sometimes. And uh, I'm noticing about myself that I'm getting angrier as I get older. Mm -hmm. And I think that may be just something that men go through. And I don't know about you ladies, but I, I can tell you that a lot of guys that I've talked to that are my age, I just turned 41 yesterday. Um, a lot of us are kind of going through that, that thing around, around that age 40 mark that we're, we're kind of fed up with all of the, just the nonsense and, and we're kind of getting angrier. A couple of years ago, I was talking to my wife and I said, you know, at, at the rate at which I'm becoming a grumpy old man, uh, I don't know within 10 years if, if you're going to be able to deal with me. So I hope that you're still willing to be married to me in 10 years. And of course she <laughs> laughed. She shrugged it off. I said, no, I'm not even kidding. I am about one more stupid person away from just grabbing my M1 and saying, get off my lawn, <laughs> just like Clint Eastwood did in Gran Torino. And so... Um, Ever since then, which actually I've been saying that longer than I've had a podcast. So it's just kind of become my catchphrase that I'm a grumpy old man. And uh, once I turned 40, I, I officially let myself, you know, take on that mantle. And uh, so get off my lawn is, is just my podcast or just my, uh, my catchphrase. And that's where we changed the name of the podcast over to the get off my lawn podcast, because it's sometimes you're just, you're fed up with it and you're not willing to deal with it anymore. Well, John, I, I have great news for you. You know, you said you're 41. I'm, I'm way past that. And uh, it gets, you get mellower after a while. You're going to go through a peak right now. Then it's all going to calm down a little bit. It's just kind of a bell curve. It does come yeah, back. Yeah, I think so. Okay. It, it yeah. kind of did with me. I think I can attest to that. Uh, <laughs> Dan's got 20-some uh, years on you. I've got 12 years You're on you. 29, I know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what a, no, I always lie in the other direction, right? So people are like, oh, my gosh, you're 83? You look amazing, <laughs> right? <laughs> but um, no, I, I, I can attest to that, that I think that you do go through a phase where you're like, everything just seems so ridiculous. You're just so irritated with it. And then you, you get to another place where you're like, well, you know what? All I can do is what I can do and uh, let the rest of them eat their own, I suppose. Doesn't mean we don't get irritated. <laughs> right. Doesn't mean that sometimes I have to take a, 
a hiatus from watching the, and this is in air quotes, news, uh, because it just, there is so much stupid out there. There's so much uh, uh, wrong-headedness that um, is packaged like it's, you know, it just feels good. It feels like the right thing to do. And um, it's like, okay, you know, mm -hmm. I, I can influence my family and my grandchildren, and I'm going to focus on them. And uh, these other people are going to have to have their own come to Jesus moments at some point. Right. Well, this uh, year has, has been an exception. This is a year of anger. Mm. So there has been a lot, there's a lot of anger right now. It really yeah. is. And you're right. People, they don't think I, you know, I, I quit about two weeks ago. I quit looking at Facebook except for uh, the marketplace. I'm so more relaxed. Mm -hmm. because I you have that. to, you have to feel, you have to feel so many things, but you're exhausted and you're trying to get to the facts, the truth. And you know what? Half of it doesn't mean anything anyway. It's, well, it's and not I think that you use your podcast in a lot of the same ways that we use ours is that, okay, I want to talk to experts in their field that when they say something, it's based right. in you know, experience mm -hmm. and facts, and it makes us feel normal again. Do you, do you kind of agree with that, John? I definitely agree with that, but that's only one side of the coin. Because on my podcast, the other thing that I want to do is talk to the non-experts, just the regular people. And mm -hmm. I've got a lot of okay. friends who I've met through, uh, through the YouTube and, and the, the gun-related video uh, community within YouTube. And uh, I want some regular folks on there as well, just to, to sound off with, and I've got a pretty good cross section from the East coast to the West coast and, and just about every place in between. And so you never know for sure which faces or sometimes they don't run their cameras, but which avatars are going to show up within my panel of guests. And um, which is kind of fun. Cause I just shotgun out a bunch, a link to a bunch of people in the first uh, you know, the first six or 10 that, that make it in, make it in. So uh, I don't even know for sure who all is going to be in the, the panel every week. And that makes it really fun. Now, if I've got somebody who I've uh, specially invited, like uh, here a while back, we had Yehuda Reamer, who is the, uh, the Pew Pew Jew. Um, I've had you on before a couple times, Charlie uh, Cook with Writing Shotgun with Charlie. Uh, you know, when I've got some people that I invite on who aren't you know, what I call the quote unquote regulars or the, the usual suspects is usually what I say. Um, I do try to limit the panel so that, you know, my invited guest doesn't have to fight for airtime. And then also um, we try to kind of tailor the, the topic to something that of course they're, they're going to be able to weigh in on. Hmm. But, you know, at the same time, it's just whatever I pick for a topic, um, I always try to, to get not only what people um, do or what people own or what people use, things like that. Uh, you know, we'll talk about the tools. If, if we're talking about concealed carry, we'll talk about those tools, whether it's the firearm, the holster, you know, whatever it is. But it's not about that for me, because for me, it's about the mindset and the why. Mm. You can find millions of video, billions of videos on YouTube. And it doesn't matter what you're talking about, even though YouTube doesn't like it there are a ton of videos out there about any firearm you can think of, any holster you can think of, um, any body shape or style or size that you can think of as far as how to, how to conceal carry with, you know, this kind of clothing or that kind of clothing or, you know, how tall, short, thin, wide, however you're shaped. Um, and I just didn't want to be a cookie cutter. Yeah. I didn't want my videos and my podcasts to be more of the same. Mm -hmm. And so um, I don't, I don't dwell as much on the, the who, the what, the when, the where I'm all about the how and the why, hmm. because there's not a lot out there for that. If, if I'm going to ask you what, what you use for a concealed carry firearm, I want to know why you chose that one, because, yeah. you know, we all know within our, our community, something like that, a concealed carry firearm is, is just like a pair of shoes. What works for me doesn't necessarily work for Dan. Absolutely. And what works for Dan doesn't necessarily work for me. It's a very personal choice. And you've got to kind of go on a voyage of discovery throughout the firearm world, just like you do if you're looking for work boots or if you're looking for basketball shoes or whatever. You know, the first pair you buy might not be the best pair or the last pair that you buy. And that's okay. 
So John, um, what kind of shoes do you wear? <laughs> I wear lots of different shoes. I just bought a pair of Hey Dudes. Um, never tried those before, but uh, um, I'm going to go go give those a whirl now. So I'll have to weigh in on those here uh, after they've had you a know, chance but you're to right. break the, in. It, it's so, uh, no one has the same opinion on what to, what to carry and they shouldn't. Mm -hmm. I mean, right. what's comfortable for you. And, you know, you hear people rag about certain kinds of guns and, you know, maybe a person can't afford that gun, or maybe it just doesn't feel good to that person, or, you know, maybe it's a gun they weren't grown up with. So there are yeah. so many firearms out there, and there are so many opinions. It's, it, you just have to learn on your own. It is. And, and if money is, like most of us, if money is kind of one of the determining factors on what you buy, don't be afraid to buy that gun that that uh, has a great reputation, even though it's not super expensive and maybe it's kind of ugly and we're not going to name specific brands, but I think we all kind of know the, the brand that gets ragged on all the time for being a hunk of junk, but yet I've never heard of one failing. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they always work, even if they're not the prettiest thing, which is kind of what I say about myself. So um, that's funny because, you know, we have AZ firearms and we do repairs. Mm -hmm. We've been doing them for 15 years and the gun you're talking about, which everybody knows I, uh, it, I, I've never had to repair one except when people take them apart and couldn't put it back together. Right. But they work. They make great boat anchors and they yes. work. <laughs> yes. So, awesome. I mean, if it works for you, you know, does, it, does a 70-year-old person that carries a gun in their dresser need mm -hmm. to go buy a, a Glock or a Smith & Wesson or what, whatever? Do they need to? Yeah, and, and that's just, that's up to them. Right, right. And and if you don't know for sure what you need, then you want to go talk to some people at your local gun shop. And if you're in, in Arizona, definitely go to AZ Firearms, because I know for a fact there are people in there that have your best interest at heart, not their bottom line right. uh, on their mind. And, and find that gun shop or find that person yeah. in the gun shop who isn't going to cut you off. Mm -hmm. And when you start telling them what you want, you know, the, if they tell you what you need before you even tell them what you need, then find somebody else to talk to in that shop or find a different shop Amen. because it really is just think of it as, as buying shoes. If, if you wouldn't buy a shoe from this person, you probably shouldn't buy your gun from this person either. I, so. I made a mistake once and bought Cheryl a purse. Yeah. Don't. Oh, do wow. That. Oh my gosh. Don't do that. It was the most <laughs> stupid thing I've ever done. And you know, it, it wasn't, it and it wasn't, wasn't even good. expensive first because I'm super cheap in things like that. So, <laughs> yeah. but I was like, what, what are you doing buying me a purse? That's something very personal. I right. know where all my stuff fits. So, um, well, so I have one I'm, other question, so if you don't mind, yeah, John. So, I know you had Cheryl on the show, but what was your favorite show you've ever done? Mm. We won't mention Cheryl's right yeah, now. Yeah, other than other than mine, because I know most I know I'm the show favorite, but other than mine. I don't know that I necessarily, you know, that that's kind of like saying, which one of your kids is your favorite? I mean, well, I could tell you mine. <laughs> makes makes it an we easy choice. We only have one huh? child, so <laughs> sure. it's easy for us. Okay, so which I'm, one of your grandchildren is your favorite? Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, we can't do we're that. We're not going to put you on the spot anyway. No. no. Um, I, sorry, we're out of time. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, the, the one that uh, we just had here um, a few weeks back, and, and sh I think you were there, Cheryl. It was about the, the finding your why. Everybody has their own reason for being a gun owner and for concealed carry or just carrying a gun and having a gun. Sometimes it's security. Sometimes it's hunting. Sometimes it's competition. Sometimes it's everything. Mm -hmm. um, but everybody has their own reason. And I thought that was one of the best ones that we've done in, in quite some time because I was able to go through my panel. And just like the, the unique uh aspect as far as a, a carry piece or a pair of shoes or boots everybody's why is unique to them and if i had six people or ten people in my panel i had that many stories that were each unique and that's what i want i want people to be able to hear these stories maybe they can relate to to one or more out of those ten mm -hmm. and maybe somebody's on the fence maybe they're thinking well i've never really cared about guns but the world is getting very angry and the world is getting very crazy right now. And maybe it's time to, to look into that, but I'm still maybe not sure if I should buy a gun or not. Mm -hmm. And then maybe somebody who told their story on my podcast will get to them and they'll hear that and think, well, you know what, if, if this lady in the polka dots can do it, then I can do it. Or <laughs> right. if that fella, you know, over there in Michigan can do it, or that guy out in California can do it, then mm -hmm. I can do it. Yeah. And John so, yeah, go ahead. Millions, I'm sorry, but millions of people 
have been pulled to this side of the fence since COVID. Mm -hmm. Yes. So that is a very much of a plus for such a, a, a bad thing that's happened. Oh, at least have that. And I'm sorry I cut you off. But. No, that's okay. Well, so I want to get to what I'm seeing behind you there. Not only do you have a pretty impressive looking patch wall that, that has uh, a patch that I'm a little bit familiar Ooh. with. <laughs> Thank yeah. you for that. Um, Thank you for that. <laughs> but also there's a, a sign behind you. It says the Sand Hill Shooter and the Sand Hill Sweetheart. And I want to know a little bit about what that is. Well, this actually was given to me by a friend, another, uh, another person on YouTube. Um, shows up sometimes in, in my podcast panels and in a lot of uh, the, the podcasts within our circle of friends. Um, and uh, he goes by Kingpin on YouTube. And uh, he actually drew that out and, and sent that to me, which was, I was very, very touched. Um, it's not my actual logo. My, my real logo, whoop, I keep bumping my mic. My real logo looks like this. And, uh, but the reason that, uh, that Kingpin had drawn that in the lime green was a couple of years ago, my wife was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. And oh, wow. lime green is the, the ribbon color for that particular cancer. Now she's in remission and uh, everything worked exactly like the doctor said it would. So uh, she, she had, from what I can tell, a very easy time with, with her six uh, different rounds of chemo. And oh, so um, we're very thankful and very blessed that, that that's back in remission. And uh, she's just as healthy now as she was, you know, before, she, uh, before we went in and got that diagnosis. Um, but uh, when, we, uh, when I picked my, my screen name, I had picked Sandhill Shooter. And then after we started doing our live podcast, she had uh, started, you know, if you do it on YouTube and you go live, then there's a live chat portion that is also on the screen. And you can interact live with the people as they're having their, their live stream. And so she would be out there in the chat talking to people. And I said, well, you need a screen name. And then I said, well, you know, you're my sweetheart. Why don't you just go by Sandhill Sweetheart? And she liked that. So that is where, where her name came from from that. I so, love it. Nice. And what is Sand Hills? What is that? All right. So Sand Hills is a, it's a region in Nebraska and uh, it's exactly what you, what you think of when you hear that it's a bunch of hills and it's mostly sand. It's actually the largest uh, stabilized region of sand dunes in the world, right in uh, Western Nebraska. What? And it, it, I had yeah, no idea. There's yeah, a huge very, sandy area between California and Arizona. I think it's actually yeah. in on the California. Is it on the California side? It's California. Anyway, mm -hmm. um, and that makes sense to me because it's hot and it's dry and mm -hmm. it's, you know. But in Nebraska? Yeah. Now you should Google Nebraska sandhills because you're not going to see the Sahara Desert okay. or anything that looks like that. You're not going to see um, you know any anything with with uh, you know saguaro cacti or any. any kind of desert scene it's it's lush it's green it's pasture land uh people run a lot of cattle out in okay. western nebraska it's not really great for farming because it's really sandy soil so it takes a lot of fertilizer a lot of irrigation to to grow anything but uh the native grasses are, are great for you know for cattle for grazing for for making hay um, a lot of people have a surplus of hay and they they truck that off to texas or wherever where there's a shortage and so um I grew up on the kind of the northeast corner of that region and the ranch where I grew up, my dad's still there, uh, 72 years old, still ranching, never worked a day in his life because he's doing what he loves. Uh, half of it is in real sandy soil and then there's a river and on the other half it's, it's rolling hills and real uh, gumbo clay type soil. So I kind of came from, from two worlds there as far as, as uh, sand hills and then um, they're, they're called basically turtle hills is it's, it's a, a na the natives had given the the uh region the name so uh it means turtle hills and it's kind of what they look like if you look at them from a distance they're not sharp peaks very much um the uh the pointy peak that's actually in my logo is that's taken from a photograph the top of that peak is part of the ranch and gotcha. several sides but yeah well, I'm, I'm glad that that you expounded on that because i was <laughs> picturing like you know what we have what I was describing, which is like this barren Sahara desert, right. like the, the biggest beach <laughs> ever, you know. No, these, are, these are stabilized mm -hmm. sand dunes with vegeta uh, vegetation. So uh, um, the grass does grow on them and uh, 
very, very beautiful area to, to drive through. It's, it's kind of one of those things where, you know, when, when you're from Nebraska, people say, well, I've been through Nebraska and it was flat and it was boring and it was ugly. And I said, well, that's what you get for driving through on Interstate 80 because you just followed a river valley and you didn't see any of the real Nebraska. Nice. And yeah, so, we've, we've done that several times and just the only that time, one but it's never been boring because we're always looking for the tornadoes well, or everything that's true, <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Um, but uh, so I like to correct people and let them know how beautiful my state is and you can see some pictures actually from from the ranch where I came from on my on my Sand Hill Shooter Facebook page but um, at the same time I don't want everybody to know because we kind of like Nebraska being a, a secret Mm -hmm. And it's one of the best kept secrets in the union. So mm -hmm. we don't want everybody moving here and, you know, California-ing up my Nebraska, mm -hmm. uh, as it were. So we'll leave that to some of the other states like Texas and Colorado where that's happening. Yeah, we tell people from California, it gets 180 degrees here at night. <laughs> right. Well, we and tell them we don't have electricity or indoor plumbing. And that usually <laughs> nice. saves off most of it. So, yeah. That's great. <laughs> Well, um, so are you also a competitive shooter then? Uh, not per se. I mean, if I go out and shoot, I am competitive, but I do yes. not shoot in competitions. Um, just, you know, if I've got a friend with me, maybe a friendly competition, but uh, I mostly compete against myself. I just want to improve. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, with work and everything else, um, the town where I live, we've got 25,000 people, but uh, the nearest gun range that I can afford to go to is about 35 miles from here mm. which honestly that's a th just over a half hour drive so if you live in a big city driving a half hour isn't really out of line anyway to get to a range right. so it just seems like it's a long ways off but yeah. uh there are a few that that may be five or ten miles closer but uh the cost is a little prohibitive there so i i go to the one that i can afford to go to and uh uh do all the plinking I need to do, do some sighting in. I've got uh, some rifles. I swapped some scopes around um, this morning. And so I'm going to go uh, zero some scopes later on this afternoon. Uh, hopefully that works out that I get to do that. I've got to mow first. I've been given my list of honeydews. So once I get my chores done, then I can go play. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a great place to, to live in. And I just don't want everybody, don't want everybody coming in here. And Well, when you cut the front yard, and then you go to the backyard, cut the backyard, and you get the backyard done. Does the front yard need cut again immediately? Is that Nebraska? <laughs> it it would if I watered it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not too cheap. We used to have a, a little place in uh, North Dakota, and that was exactly the way that it was. And it was so shocking to us because growing up here in Arizona, which is where we really live, um, you know, the the grass will not grow unless you are forcing it to grow with right. good, you know, irrigation. And yeah, my, my wife says, uh, we don't need a riding lawnmower. And I go, yeah, right. Yeah. So then, we bought a lot. Uh, and seriously, you cut the grass, the front two days later, you had to cut the back. You know, it's just, it yeah. grows. You can yep. watch it grow. It was crazy. Uh, it was a, a whole shock for us. So yeah, we get the whole lawn thing. Um, <laughs> we, we need to start wrapping up cause I've kept you for quite a while but I do want to, um, I do want to ask you because, you know, you dove in to hosting your own podcast. Uh, that is a form of being an advocate for what you love. Um, and I like to use the, the word advocate rather than activist. Activist kind of has that negative connotation, like mm -hmm. this is what I'm against. Um, but that's me. Uh, describe for me and our listeners where you would put yourself on that spectrum of my own spectrum that I say that advocate is, is on one side where you're, you're talking about what you love and activist is on the other side, you're talking about what you don't like. Um, and then tell anybody out there who's listening, like if they see themselves anywhere in there, how do they get involved in, in their own little world? Sure. I would say on that spectrum, I'm probably close to center. Yeah. Just because the nature of having a podcast, sometimes we talk about what we love. Sometimes things happen that we don't love and that needs to be addressed. Or there's a topic that, you know, for instance, for me, it, it, one of them is abortion. I take that very personally because I was adopted. I could have been that statistic. I am younger than Roe versus Wade. Mm -hmm. 
And so somewhere out there is a woman who, who didn't know me. And I don't know that she ever even met me, but loved me enough to not kill me. And then I got the best life ever because I got a family that, that not only wanted me, but I got the best family in the world and I'll put mine up against anybody. And so, um, so you just gave me goosebumps and, <laughs> and maybe some tears in my eyes a little that's, bit. That that's, it's, it's a topic really I very much take personally. And I'm not going to, um, I'm not going to say to anybody who, who has made that decision, you know, that they're an evil person or something like right. that. I mean, I, I try to be very empathetic, but still I'm going to do everything in my power to protect the rights of those who aren't yet breathing air, but because I still think that they're alive and that's, Ultimately, what I've noticed that comes down to the, if you can't agree on where life begins, then don't talk about abortion because mm. you're never going to come and, and see eye to eye because you're, right. you're starting from two different points and looking in two different directions. That's and true. so um, when it comes to things like that, I would definitely say I'm more of an activist. Um, when it comes to things like protecting our second amendment rights, then definitely more of an advocate on, on that scale. So I would probably, um, I've got one foot in, in both sides there. Um, it just kind of depends on the week, you know, what we decide to talk about. Very so, good. um, and then and what how, was the second part of that? The second was anybody out there listening oh, yeah. that is like, I want to have a voice. Um, I'm not sure how to do it. It's a little scary nowadays because the minute you say something unpopular, it seems like you get hit with this barrage of, you know, negative. You're racist. Yeah. And yeah, you, <laughs> you all... do need to, uh, to know how to shrug things off. You have to have at least a little bit of a thick skin or, mm -hmm. or develop one quickly sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I've been blessed. I, I don't have a lot of haters, although I don't have a lot of viewers overall. I like to, to say that every Tuesday night, I go out live to tens of people. So. <laughs> you and me too. You and me both. Uh, but, you know, and that's a funny thing is that I think that uh, the numbers by themselves, like these polls, like these political polls, they don't tell the whole story because somehow people know me and know about the, the work that Dan and I mm -hmm. do far beyond what our numbers would say. So uh, those tens of people, the, we love them. Thank you for showing up, right? <laughs> right. Now, now my, my ego would love to get recognized somewhere. It's never happened yet, but uh, you know, maybe one day. Um, but no, um, if you're thinking about doing something like a podcast, just do it. If you're thinking about just making videos, maybe not going live, just, just do it. YouTube is free. Mm -hmm. And so far, as long as you're willing to abide by their rules, we still can put videos up that involve the second amendment and firearms. You can't have a fire, excuse me, can't have a firearm on a live podcast or a live stream, mm -hmm. but, uh, well, you can't manipulate it. It can be hanging on the wall or, or on a stand in the background. Um, but you can't pick one up and show it off or, or anything like that. That's one of their rules that they've really cut down on. Um, but, uh, but YouTube is still, I think, super important even though they're trying like heck to restrict uh some of the videos and um you've probably noticed this that youtube has a way of of demonetizing a video and, and saying hey this isn't suitable for all advertisers mm -hmm. but yet they still run ads and they still get their revenue they just don't share it which that's fun thanks youtube we love you um <laughs> well but, we do Gunstreamer now. Gunstreamer is and, and Gunstreamer is awesome. And they almost left and then they at that eleventh hour they got that call from the governor that said, Nope, we're gonna we're going to uh, <laughs> stay uh say, yeah, stay the execution <laughs> and, and uh they, they got that uh that financial help they needed to stay live or stay on the air. And so gunstreamer.com is a, a great place and all of my videos from YouTube automatically go there too. Just in case anything would happen, I'm not gonna yeah. be completely gone. But um when people listen to this, they may or may not have heard of Gunstreamer, but chances are more, more people will not have heard of it than will have heard of it. Right. Mm -hmm. Everybody knows about YouTube. Billions of people are on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And so um, there's a chance that somebody might get on YouTube and do a search and they might search something completely unrelated to, to a gun mm -hmm. um, and, and find something that, you know, in their suggested videos, here's, here's this guy that's talking about abortion maybe. And then, or discrimination or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then they might click on that. And then on that list of suggested videos is, you know, here is uh, finding your why. Here is about this holster. Here is about this handgun, you know, whatever it is. And they may stumble into some of the other things and realize, mm -hmm. hey, you know, this guy doesn't act like he's a whole lot better or smarter 
um, than anybody else. And he just kind of wants to, to share some info and that's hopefully what everybody sees and, and not the other. Um, but uh, it's, it's so important to be on YouTube and it's so important that whoever's listening to my voice right now, if you've thought about it at all, uh, we do need you. We need to, to show the world that we're regular people. Mm-hmm. Um, as our friend Charlie says, we're law-abiding, background-check-passing citizens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we happen to own guns. And there's a lot of different reasons that we own guns. It's not, but, but nobody who is a law-abiding, background-check-passing citizen who owns a gun does it because they want to kill somebody. Right. That's just not the reason. Nobody in their right mind wants to kill somebody. And we need to overcome that as a stigma. How do we do that? Well, we make guns mainstream. We normalize it. Mm-hmm. We show that there's normal people. And so pick up your camera, shoot that video, post it up to YouTube. It's free. Mm-hmm. There, there's no charge for doing that. Um, if you want to go live, you can go live right onto YouTube, right from your phone. You don't have to do an organized podcast. You can just shoot that live video and then it's going to be there forever that people can, can watch it later too. Mm-hmm. Um, just shoot that video. And, and post it up there. If you want to do a podcast, what I would suggest doing is watch all the podcasts you can. Watch mm-hmm. the Gun Freedom Radio podcast. Watch Writing Shotgun with Charlie. Watch, uh, definitely watch the Get Off My Lawn podcast. Absolutely. Um, Are you kidding? And, <laughs> <laughs> um, the two of the guys that have influenced me the most and how I want to uh, direct mine are Chad Prather and uh, Graham Allen. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, if you watch the Chad Prather show, he's the political cowboy. For those of you that don't know him, uh, you see him on, on Facebook and Instagram, sitting in his pickup with his cowboy hat and the dog in the backseat. He Mm -hmm. talks a mile a minute for about two minutes and he makes some sense. Mm -hmm. Um, And he has a a podcast on actually on blaze TV uh, four days a week. Graham Allen's another guy that, that uh, I don't think needs any kind of introduction in the two way community, but uh, they do podcasts and, and they're on YouTube. There's video. You can, you know, look at their guests and watch them um, just like you can right here and uh, just watch some of those and kind of learn how it, how it is to host something. And then I'll tell you what, the way that I got started, uh, do we have time? I can tell this story. Yeah. So the way that I got started doing this was, was kind of a long winding road. Um, I grew up on a ranch. Like I said, I've had guns around all my life. Um, learned gun safety at a very early age and then took the hunter safety course when I was old enough to take it. Um, you know, being irresponsible with firearms is not in my DNA. That's not how we were. Mm -hmm. And so, um, for me, I didn't have like a discovery of, Oh, I'm going to buy a gun. But for a long time in my adult years, I didn't buy one. I just didn't, uh, didn't have the money, didn't have the, the need maybe to justify spending the money all the time. One day we had, uh, we went outside and, and found out that uh, we've got a, a breezeway between our house and garage that is walled in. So it's, it's all indoors, a door on each end. The back door was open and some stuff was knocked over on the, uh, the cement slab outside that door. And it looked like somebody had maybe opened the door and then ran. I don't know what happened if a light came on or what, but um, they had run away. And so kind of shook my wife a little bit. And she's like, well, maybe you should go ahead and, and get that uh, handgun that, you know, we've been talking about doing. And uh, so that led to, of course, taking my concealed carry course once I, once I did that. Um, that led to a, a quest to find the right holster, the, mm-hmm. right, the right carry pistol, you know, the right belt, the right everything. And where did I go? YouTube. I didn't know any, that there was any other resource at the time. Mm-hmm. And so YouTube got me into this. And then as I was doing that, I found um, a couple people that did a, a weekly or biweekly podcast. And listened to those and found out that one of the guys on this podcast had his own. So then I started listening to his, found out that one of the panelists on that podcast was from Nebraska. So I reached out to him and he started a podcast. He took a chance and let me in once. And I apparently didn't put my foot in my mouth too badly, didn't make a (laughs) fool of myself too badly. And so I kind of became a regular. And, uh, and ever since then, I mean, and I'll, I'll drop the names. I started off watching Yankee Marshall. And his Shooting Left to Center podcast with Never Enough Ammo and, and gun websites, G-Webs. Then I started watching Never Enough Ammo. And that led me to Travis P11 right here in Nebraska. And uh, check those channels out. Those are some great Second Amendment advocates. Um, but uh, um, just decided one day, hey, I'm going to do my own. And so 
I've got a big mouth. I've got a camera. I've got a microphone. I've got the internet. Those are the four things you need. At least those last three. I happen to have the big mouth. So it just talking for me is easy. And it's not for my wife. When we do our live podcast, she does the typing. I do the talking. That's what we say all the time. Well, I was going to say, and you've got a a sweetheart who helps run the chat part of your your YouTube channel, uh, the the live portion of that. So, I mean, you've got it all together there. And the the one thing that, um, you know, through the, I think we've just had like our sixth anniversary of our show. We're, We're about six years old. And we've had so many different iterations. Like we started out as like a 15 minute segment on somebody else's show. And then we grew into an hour and then we were two hours and we were always radio based. Um, And then we've just had different times in our our lives. Like I had to take almost a year off while I was getting my master's degree a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, the fact that the, the audience hasn't completely abandoned us because we keep switching things up on them uh, is pretty amazing. But when I've had those moments where it's like, okay, I've had a little bit of a hiatus and now I've got to get back into it. I really do. I sit down and I, I, I pray about it. I'm a Christian person. So I, mm-hmm. I, I pray about it. And I want to be sure that I'm not just more noise out there. Like right. if I'm not really bringing value, what's the point? And so, um, but, but on the flip side of that, I don't want people to, to overanalyze and, and think, well, you, you know, what Cheryl just said is right. And maybe I don't really have anything to say. I'd rather them try, be some noise first, yes. you know, see what happens. Uh, of, go ahead. One of the, the biggest insults I've ever gotten from my podcast wasn't meant as one, I don't think, or wasn't meant to be very insulting, but, um, I always say that, that what I don't want is an echo chamber in my panel. Yeah. And sometimes it happens. I mean, like I said, I I don't always know who's going to click the link and and join the panel first, but um, I don't want it to be an echo chamber. I always want somebody to come on the podcast and challenge my beliefs Mm -hmm. and, and say things that are the opposite of, of what I say, because I believe that having your beliefs challenged is healthy because only two things could possibly happen. Number one is if you challenge my beliefs, I'm going to have to re-examine them myself mm-hmm. and I'm going to cement them and bolster them and be even, uh, believe them even stronger than I mm-hmm. did before. That's healthy. Or I'm going to realize that I didn't look at it from every angle. I can, we all look at the world through the filter of our own experiences, right? So I don't know what it's like to be Cheryl. I don't know what it's like to be Dan. And so you have a different perspective of the world than I do. And you may bring a perspective that I hadn't considered, which means that I need to alter my beliefs and take other things into consideration, which is also healthy. Mm-hmm. Either way, challenging my beliefs is good for me. Amen. So Amen. some people don't like it. it. You got to come out of your comfort zone, but eh, that's what we do here. That's fantastic. Well, John, thank you so much for all of this time that you, you've given to us. I know you're just dying to get out there and <laughs> mow that lawn so that you can all, you know, as you're mowing, you can tell people to get off your lawn. That's right. Uh, <laughs> I kind of had the, the Harrison Ford get off my plane type of yeah. get off my lawn. Yeah, that's that true. <laughs> get off my plane. Just all right, good. John. Thank you so much for all that you do. Uh, Please keep those conversations going. They are so important. And you do invite people in who might otherwise, um, you know, feel like they don't have uh, any any way to speak up. So uh, I so appreciate you. And uh, please say hello to the Sand Hill sweetheart for me. I will do so. And tell folks, how can they listen in? How can they follow all that you're doing? Absolutely. So uh, if you want to catch the podcast live, you can go to youtube.com slash Sandhills Shooter and make sure that you spell out Sandhills with an S on the end of it and then spell out Shooter. Not the Sandhills Shooter. I'm not a, a, I'm not a public sh- uh, murderer. Okay. I'm just Sandhills <laughs> Shooter. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's youtube.com slash Sandhills Shooter, facebook.com slash Sandhills Shooter for the Facebook page. Uh, the last couple of weeks, we have been going live as well on Facebook and YouTube at the same time. Uh, that may or may not continue, but uh, it will stay on YouTube for sure. Go to gunstreamer.com and check that out as well. Gunstreamer.com slash Sandhills Shooter to find my page there. 
Um, otherwise, if you want to contact me directly, you can do it on the Facebook page. You can email me at sandhillsshooter at gmail.com. And if you want to either challenge my beliefs or you want to join a podcast, maybe you want to check it out and see if it's for you, please reach out. Um, I'll tell you this much, the, uh, the gun community and the Second Amendment community, uh, which I know that sounds repetitive, but they overlap. They're not the same communities. Uh, both are super welcoming, super friendly. And I've been welcomed into the communities uh, online with open arms. Um, we've got, uh, we're, we're closing in on 5,000 Facebook likes. We're over 4,600 now. Um, we're closing in on 2,000 YouTube subscriptions. Um, I think we're, we're pushing 1,900 now. So we're getting close to that 2,000 mark. Uh, you know, reach out and I would love to either help somebody start off their own online journey or like I said, maybe you and I can sit down on a podcast sometime and just have a discussion, not a debate, a discussion where you tell me where you're coming from and I'll tell you where I'm coming from. And we, we're either going to agree to disagree or we're going to agree. But at the end of the night, I'm going to know where you're coming from and respect at least that you, you told me your side of the story. And that's all I ask in return. Amen. Awesome. I love it. All right, sir. We will see you on the YouTubes. With, Thank you very much for, with, for having me here. But now it's time you guys need to get off my lawn. <laughs> we <laughs> shall later, do that. Thank <laughs> you, John. Bye-bye now. He's great. Yeah. I love him. He's a lot of fun. And, and I mean, really, he's a deep thinker, too. You know, that whole thing about what's bad about having your, your thoughts and your opinions and your, even your values What's wrong with having that challenge? You got to have conversation. If you don't have conversation, you've got nothing. I yeah. Mean, how, how do you get somebody off the fence? Right. You can't insult them. Right. You've got to have conversation. You got to listen to their background and where they're coming from. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's easier to talk somebody one way or the other right. by doing that. So. And the trick I think of, you know, challenging and having your, your opinions challenged is to have a mutual respect, right? Like the, the, the foundation is we respect one another and whatever the conversation is, whether we agree or disagree, we're not destroying one another. We're not defaming one another and we're not forcing the other one to move to our position. We need more of that. And I, I have seen that. I've experienced that on uh, the Get Off My Lawn podcast. And I think we need more. And that's, that. a, that's a form of art. And, you know, it's good to practice that because you can use that with your wife when you want to buy a new gun. You know, there's <laughs> art when she wants to buy a. What just happened? When she wants to buy a generator for the house or whatever else. So you have to look at it like you, you have to listen to the other side. So, honey, I want to buy a new gun. What do you need another gun for? You know, well, how come you don't think I should have another gun? We have the money to buy it. So you have those conversations <laughs> instead of just saying, I want to buy a gun. No. Right? No. How does yeah, that, that make you feel? go over very well in our household When you want way. to buy a, a brand new uh, center console boat and they just say, no. Yeah. How, does, how does that feel? Yeah. It feel, feels not <clears throat> good. And, and I know he's right now, I don't know if you'll caught that, but he's angling for a, a center console angler boat. boat that you know we live in we live in the desert but babe. we're five hours from san diego <laughs> five hours we'll, we'll debate this and we'll challenge each other's i'll uh, get a passport opinions. and everything to cross the border uh, <laughs> but you know what i do want to say i we did just get a generator for our house first time ever it was a, a really great experience to buy it we haven't needed it yet i hope we never need it it's kind of like any other kind of a preparedness mindset um, tool, I suppose. You know, we have firearms. We hope we never need them, but we have them and we know how to use them. Uh, same thing with the generator. So um, I just, I figured 2020 is so full of unexpected craziness that we can't control that I'm going to uh, try to at least make sure that when it's 189 degrees outside in Arizona summers, that uh, we try to keep our air conditioner on, uh, thus a a, uh, a generator. Right. But um, you know, you you haven't told a, a good bad a good bad dad joke in a while, and uh, I I know you you shared one with me over the weekend, and I thought you know what it's just it's just good and bad enough that we we probably need to 
Okay, I was on Facebook Marketplace yesterday. And I saw about Facebook Marketplace. Yeah, right. I saw a radio. It says radio for sale, uh, volume stuck, one dollar. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I can't turn that down. <laughs> You're welcome. But I'm um, I mean, I I actually set him up and gave him. We should be praying, Cheryl. The place to tell us all a bad so dad I joke. Thought- I miss his bad dad jokes because we used to hear him. Every other week at our auction, pot of gold auctions, and now we're not having those as live. They're all online, and so I, I missed. You know, I, I missed the puns. I saw a thing yesterday. I was afraid to open it up, but it said two hundred mom jokes. <laughs> and I thought I'm not opening this because that's going to like go into the garbage. <laughs> go cut the grass. Those aren't jokes, but well, they are to me. Honey, honey, do list. I like that. Anyway, all so, right, uh, we got to get out of yeah. here. Uh, thank you so much to our awesome listeners. We love you because we love you, and also your time is your most finite resource. So when you spend it with us, listening to our shows and sharing the information you learn here, that is everything. So, but what about our guests? Our guests, we wouldn't have a show without our guests. So thank you so much to John Anderson of Get Off My Lawn. Uh, for spending so much time with us today. It's not, get off my lawn. Get off my lawn, you young whippersnapper. So that's, yeah, I should probably never do that again. What do you think? Never again? Okay. You're going to have plenty of time to do it later. Okay. Um, So what do we do? What do we do? We We pray pray. for our nation nation really hard. We pray really hard that uh, we can finally see 2020 as a vision of goodness by the end here i don't know but we do pray for that what really are we hard. we're in july what are we 27th of 2020 so we've got we got a half a year to go to to redeem this disaster that we've called the year right. 2020 so let's see what happens uh so yes please pray for our nation and our world pray for our representatives for our leaders and you know what so for like i said earlier two weeks i haven't been on facebook yeah okay all I've been doing was the marketplace. What have you been doing with all that extra free time? <laughs> I, I don't know, but I will tell you this. I haven't heard any bad news, so I can pray for all our leaders. Okay. I can pray for all our leaders. There's, because Even the ones you don't like? Well, I don't, there's none I don't like. Aw. Right now, there's none so I don't like. Kumbaya. Give me a second. Let me get on Facebook. Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, seriously, there's uh, um, what a difference it makes when you don't look at Negative, 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 mm-hmm. negative, negative, lie, negative lie stuff. True story. So anyway. All right. Even though, let's pray for even the ones we don't like. Let's pray for especially the ones we don't like. All of them. All of them. Yeah. All of them. Be good to each other. Have a great week. And God bless. Bye-bye.